Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. That's stupid. That They're not going to do that. They can't bring the clown car into the field. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your most favorite hour of fantasy baseball every week. It's Under the Radar. And we're presented by Tops. Check out nice. Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Uh, between our last show and this show, the Willie Mays Werewolf that Alex Pardee teased on our last show came out. and uh, I bought it. Yeah, I, I bought, bought it. it. I bought it. I bought it. I bought DVR, it. you bought it? I did not. I think it's awesome, but I didn't buy it. It's too it's bad. Odd. I bought it. it I forgot. Like conflicting. Yeah. I bought it. 1999. I think it'll be arriving in the next couple of days. Yeah, they're pretty quick with it. So I've got all the Alex Pardees now. Nice. Um, and I think we requested to talk to Distorted on the show. And she had a new one come out that was pretty cool, too. Anyway, on to the show. Uh, in today's show. Some sad news for Yoshi Tsutsugo people, like my, <laughs> me, and I don't think anyone else. Uh, developing news as we're recording this, because Ian and DVR are such gentlemen, they let me change the showtime a couple times to accommodate some stuff. Uh, the Yankees have five, supposedly, five COVID tests. Uh, it'll probably, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be all settled and you know exactly what's going on. And, you know, maybe by tomorrow they'll have ten. Who knows? Um, Ian made a bunch of trades in the expert leagues. I want to talk about Jose Rojas again, just a little bit more, a little deeper than we did that one show when he just kind of randomly came up. I just, I really want to know if like he's being maybe accidentally added or if people are actually on him. Um, obviously, Adolis Garcia, and uh, we'll have probably an Ariel Cohen imitation. And Ian's got a couple stuff that he said he wants to save for the show that he started to talk about and actually <laughs> banged the desk when he said Glenn Colton. Uh, oh, so right. that'll be interesting. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So where do you guys want to start? I want to start with the bad. Yoshi Susugo is going to be an easy one, but I feel like yeah, it's go there. the you most know, heartbreaking. Bah, why? Here's why. Bad. He bad. Yoshi Tsutsugo bad. He's been bad in a weird season, and then been he's bad, bad for a month. Weird... For a bad. month of the season when everyone's batting average is like 170. It's true. You're you're not not that low, but, but he's been bad, man. I mean, have you, do you have him like in leagues? Are you counting on him? Oh, I have him. In a few places. Actually, I'm going to have to take him out of my Tout Wars lineup. And Tout I think Wars. I actually, yeah, Tout Wars, my score sheet. I've got him in an AL only league. Uh, yeah, I've got him pretty much in the majority of my teams. If he was, I mean, if I could have gotten him in National League, I would have done that. So I'm crushed. And also, I've got a couple of his cards, obviously. Yeah. He just wasn't doing it. I mean, he wasn't hitting well. Thank you. <laughs> I know. But no, I guess I mean, the question is, yeah. can we go somewhere else now? Maybe uh, Baltimore and start crushing the ball. DBR? DBR. Where do you think he fits best defensively, even for a rebuilding team? Because I, I do think you could make a pretty compelling argument that there are bad teams that have worse players or less interesting players than Satsugo getting playing time right now. But where do you want to play him defensively? I mean, he could play DH, which is why I just went to the American League. But he's also, I don't actually know how defensively sound he is at first. And he played a little bit outfield. I mean. Do you actually play DH? I mean, you said he plays, he could play DH. Do, do you play DH? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Take really? extra work in the cage. Yeah, it's a whole role and everything. Like any other role. I don't think you play DH. I don't think that's. I don't think that's right. I think. Yeah. I think you are DH. I think he can DH. I don't think he plays DH. Okay, he can DH. He can anyway, yeah. That is just side. He's mark. limited to DH. Ian's thoughts on cheerleading as a sport next week. <laughs> no, I'll tell you this. It, it's similar to my feelings about Pujols, who I talked about on the show for a number of weeks, talking about, hey, it's he's playing. It's a good time to pick him up. Good time for him to get DFA'd. What? Yep, that's what happened. Um, I'm holding him only in one league still, which is AL Labor. I'm holding on to him uh, because he could find a home. Uh, Cleveland makes a little bit of sense. It's the only place I can think of. So You're not going to push Cleveland Jake Bowers, though. Jake Bowers is now hitting number two in the lineup, which is Dude. shocking. Nice He's actually hitting the ball. Oh, boy, I tell you what. Um, but Albert Pujols, if, if 
Cleveland has a spot for Albert Pujols, possibly, then I, and I actually, I think they do because Yu Chang is playing first base in the platoon. Then, uh, they, then Yoshi Tatsugo, Tatsugo, I don't know how that <laughs> came out. Um, Yoshi Tatsugo, I might not need to ever say that name again, um, could find a home. I could certainly see him landing somewhere, you know, but I understand why the Rays DFA'd him. He, he didn't do anything. I mean, ever, hardly. Here's the other question. If, if, if Baltimore's the spot, Ryan Mountcastle probably has to go down. Do no you way. send Mountcastle down no, to play for, Satsugo, or do you keep Mountcastle no. up and let him figure it out? Mountcastle, no. Definitely. And let someone else claim Satsugo. Mountcastle's getting sent down anyway. Why? Guys, he's actually hitting. What are you talking about? Like, look at his last week. Mountcastle is hitting. Is he's turning it around? He struggled, but he's turning it around. Is this is not the time you give up on Mountcastle? If you're Baltimore, why? He's already up. He doesn't fit there then because you've got Mancini, Mountcastle. Yeah, Mullins is obviously playing a lot. Hayes, Santander is going to come back from the IL. He'll play a lot. DJ Stewart's playing in the meantime. There's not room yeah. for one more corner guy there. No, I, I think Yoshi. I, I I actually think that Pools has a better chance of catching on. In a, who knows? I don't know. I mean, maybe he catches on, but he in an AL only, you can keep him for a week, I guess. Maybe they'll trade him, but I, I think he's going to go to some team's AAA ball club. He's He's got to prove that he can hit pitching, and he hasn't done it yet. I know it's but a weird did season. for many years in the... Different, totally different game. It's just a different game. Look at what's, you know, look at Kim in San Diego. He was, you know, very few guys come over and, and, and really can dominate. Kim will be fine. Kim's not playing. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even do a groove if you're getting one at bat every night in the eighth inning. I hear you. I hear you. But, yeah, so sorry about Yoshi. No, What's sorry. going on with the Yankees? What's going on? Who's – I know, and you know, Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin has COVID. Yeah, that's the, that's the only name that the Yankees have put out in their statement. But Marley Rivera was saying that at least five have it. Five, players, too? Are there but players? There's the five Yankees. I, I don't think they made the – I don't think they made the distinction. Huh. That's Sorry, man. Scary. That yeah. stinks. That's not fun. Did you have tickets? No, no, no tickets. No, no, no. Plans? No Did you have plans? Uh, no, not really. We right. we got enough baseball. We got Ben's uh, my my older son's little league team. We're we're in full swing. So we're gonna be we're gonna we're not gonna be going to the stadium that often. I think for the next little while. Vivid seats. Vivid seats. Tell me, Con sent you. They really need to send us some money. Yeah. What <laughs> it? You know. <laughs> there's or we'll a go back to the original you. joke. Um, this would never happen. The, the Angels wait, wait, wait. Oh no! So oh, you're now, just reading the rundown for the first time, sir. No, yeah. no, no I, I'm just catching up, <laughs> catching up. Um, but the but the Angels, less my favorite team now that Pujols is not there because I don't have the whole lineup, you know, playing right now. Um, but yeah, it's too bad for the Yankees. Um, all right, yeah, that's it. So right. we'll 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 find out more. It was compelling. Uh, so you go to speaking of the Angels, Jose Rojas. I I don't know, man. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna with Pujols out of there now. That's gonna open up some more playing time, some more at bats. And I think Rojas is gonna grab a bunch of them and, and hit up to his abilities. What are his abilities, bro? 265, 30 home runs in a full season. Wow. Uh, maybe really? thirty is too much. Twenty four. DVR. What do you, What do you say? He's playing more because of the infield injuries right now. So, I think he's probably back on the bench once Rendon. And Iglesias are healthy. It could be a temporary platoon with Taylor Ward and Wright until Brandon Marsh's shoulder is healthy or until Joe Adele shows the Angels enough at AAA in terms of an improved K rate to come back. But I see Rojas as more of like a deep league filler for the next couple of weeks. Nice AL only play because mm-hmm. he's going to play. So that's that's really important in AL only. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, I, I saw Adele hit a home run and the thing that, that I noticed was not just the home run, but how he kind of let go of the bat. He didn't do a big old bat flip, but he like threw it down. Like I am the man, everybody. I am Joe Adele. I am the man. And I was very impressed. I was like, Oh, look at, look at Joe Adele. Oh, hello. Oh, maybe Joe Adele. It was one of the first times where I was like, you know, it's that, uh, what movie is that? Oh, Fiddler on the Roof where he goes, where Tevia says to this, no, he's acting like a man, and and that's what I felt like with Joe Adele because I felt like last year he was he felt like he was a kid, you know, he's the kid up in the majors, and now he's like I'm in AAA and I belong in the majors. You see what I just did to that ball? That's what I'm gonna do to the balls in the major leagues. Darn it! 
So I was something kind of nice to see. I was like, oh, I better go pick up Joe Adele where he's available. Have you guys had trouble like uh, reconciling the new minor leagues? Like I got so used to a lot of the affiliates that now it's just kind of like foreign to me, and I got to like relearn them. Are you, you want me are to you make you a set of that? flashcards? Because <laughs> I was thinking about making some. I could print yeah. two sets if that would help you. Well, you can send me the PDF, and I could print it here. Yeah, right. I'll yeah. I'll save shipping. I'll just I'll give you the PDF version. I think that's a good idea. Minor league flashcards. They'd sell really well. You you know what? That sponsored by Vivid Seats. But like to like twenty five people, I, I you know I do. Do you guys really like kn- know the affiliates that well? I, I don't. I used I to. Don't know. I used to. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's why I always lean on you guys. But no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because when you'd say like Joe Adele Triple A, like I immediately think like PCL probably inflated home runs, so the ball's flying out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah, just okay. identify like you know who's in Reno, who's here, and like where's the air thin. So and, and that one hasn't changed. There's still Salt Lake. There's some right. that like some long-standing ones that haven't moved. Like a lot of the AAA ones are still the same. The weird one, Boston is Wooster now instead of Pawtucket. That's a big deal. The Woo Sox. I like that. The it's uh, cool. we'll play a quick game. I'm gonna name a team. I'm you out. tell me yeah, sorry, level. Was... You tell me the level and give me your best guess for which franchise without Googling it and looking it up. <laughs> Listen, right? I don't think I really, we have to remind you. This is this is not rates and barrels. We don't, we, I, I can really yeah. remind you that I'm not going to get any of them right. So, We're going to do three I, of them this week, and if people like it, we'll do three more next week. So here's the first one. This is a whole one. new idea for a show that DVR is bringing to the table. I'm going to go along with it only because it's DVR. If this was Nando's idea, I'd shut it down. Go, DVR. Go. We're, we're bringing this back. This is like a step right up segment. Ian gets the answer first on this one. Nando gets the second answer. All right. Give me the uh, give me the level and the major league affiliation of the Rocket City Trash Pandas. You're first, Ian. <laughs> That's got to be the low A Detroit Tigers. Nando, uh, I think the the Trash Pandas. I ah, I just saw them somewhere. Double A, and I will say Twins. You get one point for Double A. It, the right. so one zero Nando. It's the Double A affiliate of the Angels. This is like one of those yeah. dreams. This is this is one of those dreams that I, I have sometimes where I'm back on stage and I'm doing a play and I don't know the lines. So th- these are bad. And then I'm like, I'm like, hey, well, you know, maybe they won't notice that. I'll, I'll just carry a book and I'll just be able to look down. And it's always like a Bernard Shaw play. So it's not like some like little David Mamet play, which actually would be just as hard if I'm if, if I'm being serious. Yeah, to me, it seems but like those are two names I recognize in the play community. And they both I try, I did my best. Big. Yeah, yeah I, I did my best. But they're very different styles. OK, go ahead, DVR. I'm, 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 I'm going to get something right here. Go ahead. All right, number two, the Down East Wood Ducks. Nando, you Ooh. go first. What level is it, and which which major league team are they affiliated with? I'm gonna stick with Double A, and I'm gonna. That sounds like a straight up Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So let's go with the uh, Phillies Double A affiliate. Ian, I'm gonna go with the High A Seattle Mariners. Ooh, you were closer, but no points for anybody. It's the Low A <laughs> affiliate. Of the Texas Rangers. Uh, which is my no. new favorite team, by the way. Which is my new favorite oh, team. Because you read the Levi Weaver? No, because I made a trip. Oh, Levi Weaver, man. And I was sending out the love to Levi Weaver. Nothing coming back. But, but, um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll You did it from I'll, the wrong account. I guess so, yeah. He slapped me. He goes, who's Ian Khan? I, I only know him from acting. And this account seems like it's all sports stuff. I'm like, well, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was. Yeah, okay, good, good. But no, Texas Rangers, my new favorite team. They're fun, right? Oh, love it. So, All right, let's not, so, let's not ruin so the game. Fun. Let's. It's one. Nothing. No, no, no. Yeah, you're just happy because you're winning. You get one. You get. You, you Listen, I, I will yield my one point to you if you want to just. No, no, no. We're not. We're gonna do round three. Last one. Okay. Here we go. This is so exciting. Okay, it's the Hillsborough Hops. I need the level and uh-huh. the major league affiliation. Ian, you go first. That is the High A Cleveland Indians, brother. High A Cleveland Indians and Nando. I'm going to say the same exact thing, so I continue to win. <laughs> he does the one dollar bid. You guys so each get a point. High A is correct. It's the High A affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Excuse so Nando me. with some very shrewd maneuvers. That is, that is such crap. With and I, I'm glad win. that I got. I am glad. Yeah, I, should I? I feel like I get a point for like acting like I had the right answer. You know what I mean? Like there should For be confidence? like something there. Yeah, yeah. Because I just went, I, that's the high A Cleveland Indians, man. Well, I'll if you would have sounded point. the other way, I would have guessed something on my own and would probably have been wrong. That's probably true. You're, yeah. you're right. I would have guessed I, Seattle I, Mariners. And then I would have tied and that would have felt a lot better. All right, now that we're, now that we're, are we done with the game, DVR? Yeah, we will bring it back next week. We'll see. Yes, it's just getting By the way, get worse. I'm going to uh, study minor league, minor league affiliates the whole time. Fantasy pods at theathletic.com if you want to request a PDF of Derek's uh, flashcards. 
Oh, is that right? Can I even make those legally, or am I going to get sued by every minor league team for using their logo? <laughs> you're, you're writing words. Are you on actually going to put the logos? Program. I was going to put the logos on there because the logos are half the fun. The yeah, logos <sighs> are cool. Yeah. The is... Hillsboro Hops logo is an awesome logo. I'm getting some merch. That's a beer thing. Yeah, that's yeah. again. Yeah. All right. All so right. let's talk the Rangers and how much fun they are because of oh Andy Abanez. God, I don't know if it's that. But um, I, I made, well, this is... Actually, I Charlie made, Culberson, who's blocking him, is playing well. Culberson has been fantastic. But it's all about Adolis. There was a play, I think it was Saturday night, I want to say. Uh, Kent, Ian Kennedy's ends. 9-7. Rangers are winning uh, against the Mariners. It gets to be 9-7. Nine, nine, Hanniger's on third. Kyle Lewis is on first. J.P. Crawford is up. J.P. Crawford hits a fly ball to center field that if a, a great center fielder makes the play. Adolis is not a great center fielder. Adolis is a, you know, Doug Lanville would like this like in Stratomatic. He'd be like an, a center field four. He's not that good in center field. He's better in left and or in right. So he comes in, doesn't make the play. The ball kicks off his leg. Hanniger scores easily. Kyle Lewis comes running around from first to score. Adolis picks up the ball like it kicks away four feet. If it kicked away five feet, different story. Picks up the ball and throws a freaking missile to Jonah Heim, who ball lands about three feet in front of him, which as a catcher is tough to handle, right? Because you don't have the first baseman's glove. You just have a little catcher's glove, which is harder to catch the scoop. I know this from catching. You come, Jonah takes it, scoops it, tags him out, game over. Place goes nuts. They challenge. He's out. Place goes nuts again. I love the Rangers. Love them. Love them, love them. Adolis Garcia is Yasiel Puig, but nicer. Oh, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Well, I forget the nicer thing, but he's like, well, Levi tweeted uh, a link to his Instagram. And like, I like he's jacked in all his Instagram photos. I'm like, this guy is huge, like Yasiel Puig. And I guess he's playing the same way, man. He's just hitting bombs and cannon arm. I, I love Adolis Garcia. I never liked Yasiel Puig. I was never a fan. I never owned him. I never, I just never had him. I, I remember in the original draft watching film before the draft in 2012, I'm pretty sure was the year that he came out and I had the 11th pick and in, in the first year player draft and I saw him take BP and I saw him doing baton twirls after everyone. I went, yeah, that's not for me. It's a little too much flash. And then Puig like came up that year and was like the superstar of all superstars. If you remember like his rookie year when he came up, it was like this amazing thing, kind of like a Dolis. But the difference is, Underneath with Puig, he always seemed angry, like the fight that he had last year when he was playing for the Reds against the Pirates, which I, I remember us discussing. Although Lee's is not really that that vibe. I, I just really like this player. I think he's I traded for him in another league, which we're not I'm not even gonna mention because people don't know That's but not, named, you have four hundred trades here and one of them you left off. Yeah. I left a number of them <laughs> off. I made a lot of trades this week. I traded Marcelo Mayer, who's gonna probably be a top three pick in this year's draft, and Willie Castro. For Kevin Gossman and Adolis Garcia. That was a trade that went down with Matt Eddy from Baseball America. That trade went down on Sunday. So, yes, I'm getting Adolis everywhere. And that night, I called Steve Gardner, who probably needs his own sound effect. Well, we came up with I, one, but I think it got edited out of the... Oh, did it? And Because he and I, uh, he, and we did our monthly draft, and he, I really wanted a closer, and he was like, Ian, we're going to take, I think we should take a Dolis Garcia. And I was like, we really have enough outfielders. I don't know. And he was like, and Steve's such a mild guy, and he was really pretty firm about it. He was like, I really want a Dolis. I was like, so we'll take a Dolis, whatever. It's fine. So we took a Dolis Garcia. And that night, after he makes that throw, I was like, a Dolis Garcia is like my new favorite player. Not my favorite, but in my top five favorite players right now. And I was like, I'm so sad I don't own him in any Dynasty or Keeper Leagues. And then I was like, oh, Steve. So I called him at like 10.30 at night, and I was like, Steve, thank you. I'm so glad. And he was like, good, Ian. Good for you. Good for you. Can I go back to bed now? He didn't really say that, but that was the vibe. But so, yes, Adolis. It was such a such an amazing play. You can still get his cards cheap. Why don't you get a couple of his cards? Give them to can your kids. You? I, I, would like, I, I would like that. I would like to buy Adolis Garcia cards, but I'm not going to go on eBay after what they do. No, go on so. Starstock. They're still cheap Starstock. on Starstock. Okay, how, all right, all right. Starstock. I'm going to get Adolis Garcia cards because I, I, I like him. I don't know. I mean, DVR, what do you think the chances are that Adolis Garcia gets figured out by the league? As from, what I, from what I've read, he's already taking uh, – he, he hits fastballs like crazy and he struggles with off speed. So they're already working on the adjustments that they believe 
the league is going to make to him. Do you think he can survive the adjustment period? Will he hit big league breaking balls in the long run? I think you have to kind of bet against it just because of age and the amount of swing and miss already. I mean, a 30% K rate is hard to hold if you don't walk a lot, and he doesn't walk a lot. 5.3% is not enough. So if the K rate's going to stay at that level, he's going to have to walk more than he used to walk in the minors. There's just no reason to think it's going to get a lot better. The other problem I have with Garcia is the stolen bases are very unlikely to be there because he's been pretty inefficient, even going back to AAA a couple years ago when he was at the Cardinals. But the power, that's legit, and the playing time looks pretty stable for the foreseeable future. So I would agree with that. Chris Davis, the, the move was going to be when Chris Davis shows up, that's it for Adelis Garcia. Chris Davis is here. I know, that's what I'm saying, and he's... he's that that's like not even a concern anymore because he's played his way into like Chris I don't think Davis could be an all star. He could be Chris Davis. Well, not with Nate Low Low on the team because Nate Low is going to be the all star from that team. And well, they could that's get part of the trade. You're, you're telling Maybe. me people like you aren't going to vote in Adelis Garcia? I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, was the the 26th net? Well, what they, whatever they call it now, the last vote, the final vote. Yeah, he 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 definitely could. He does run though. He does. He wants to run. He does run. That team is fun, man. Uh, that team is so fun. David Dahl, full, that, they got such David a funky Dahl roster. He's David still a, he stole a base today. Chris, Chris Davis, let me tell you this. So Chris Davis finally comes off the aisle. He gets up and he gets a, he pinch hits on Saturday, plays on Sunday, and then the first game is Monday. He's in left field in San Francisco against Alex Wood. He's playing left field. He gets a, a fly ball to left field, like a diving line drive, makes a ridiculous catch on that play. And then later in the game, throws a ball like 12 feet. So like he, he, he isn't really long for the outfield. But you do get the feeling that he might get some of that designated hitter time. And Willie Calhoun in left, Adolis Garcia in center, and Joey Gallo in right with Chris Davis as your as your DH. I kind of like it. I kind of like that team. And, and, and Jonah Heim, I, I've been talking about Jonah Heim for a little while. I like Jonah Heim. I like the way he catches. I love I love watching him behind the plate. And he's hitting. And he's getting on base. He's walking. So I, I really like that team. And I traded for Nate Lowe, which we'll talk about later on the show. Might as well just talk about him now. Mm, it's too much. We got to make sure that we get everything else in. And there's too much. No, don't too worry much. about the other stuff. I just put it. All right, let me, let's me let rip through the other stuff. All I right. wanted to bring up Nomar Mazzaro only being rostered in 7% of CBS leagues, even though he came back and immediately hit fifth between at least two guys with good OBP and then Miguel Cabrera, whatever you consider him now. And then uh, Rich Hill and Jose Urania. Uh, I know we brought up Urania a few times on the show, um, but I mean, he just he's he's holding the line and he's he's still being very. I don't think he's awesome, but he's competent. He wasn't great in his last start, unfortunately. I mean, we got to judge guys on one start out of seven. No, but but when you're kind of deciding whether he might have turned a corner, that one start, like I would have liked to have seen another start like he did against the Yankees the week before, and he didn't. He just didn't. He didn't come off that level. Rich Hill did look good though. Rich Hill's got like a six ERA and like a one point two zero WHIP. That that ERA is coming down. Yeah, I think so. DVR, what do you think? Who would you take, Rich Hill or Jose Urena? Hill, by a pretty decent margin. When we looked at Urena last week, I just didn't see anything really different in what he was doing to get hitters out. So his velocity is up a little bit, though. Yeah, but I, I just see more like a four twenty five, four forty ERA. Not a very good whip. You'll have the occasional spots. You can throw them out there. You know, against mm-hmm. the Royals, especially. You can stream them there. Other home starts might be okay. but It's just too bad he can't. There's, he, there's one team he can't pitch against. Like he'll, he'll just never pitch against them, and it would be his best matchup. The Tigers. Yeah, it'd be amazing. He'd be really good against them. Everybody's really good against them. But the thing about No More Mazar coming back is it's, I think it's going to cost Jacoby Jones some playing time. I really do. Is it the worst thing in the world? Yeah, kind of. You, well, no. you sound like a guy who has got Jacoby Jones on his team. I'm a guy who just traded Jacoby Jones on Sunday to <laughs> Jason Collette for Evan White. That one's and not on your list either. Well, dude, I make too many trades. The, what was interesting about these three trades was they all happened in Tout Wars and they all happened within about 90 minutes of each other on Monday. And and I have interesting stories about each one of the guys that I made the trades with on the phone. That's why, that's why they're there. No, I made like seven trades since our last show. I make trades. <laughs> it's a big part of the game to me. Got to get you a bumper sticker. <laughs> it's it's already here in my office. I make trades. In con, he likes to make trades. What's your vanity plate? 
Oh, and somebody said, you know, somebody was like, oh, well, you make trades. You like to get on the phone. Do you know why I like to get on the phone? It's not what you think, Nando. It's not that, oh, I can hear it so I can screw the guy. It's that, I, there's that's one not guy. What, that's in, not what I think at all. I think that in, they think you're a celebrity and they've never gotten phone calls from a celebrity. Not that they think you're a celebrity. You are a celebrity. But okay, they, they so, feel like, oh, my God, a celebrity's calling me. Okay. Okay. No, no. The point of getting on the phone is that you can hear what they think of your players. So you know who they want. There's a guy that otherwise you're just shooting in the dark. Like, do you like this guy? Do you like this guy? And I'll spend an hour figuring out like, oh, maybe he'll like this guy, but maybe he doesn't like this guy. If I get on the phone with you in five minutes, all three of these trades were made within five minutes on the phone because it's like, oh, you like him? Great. I like him. Does that work for you? Okay. How do we make this? Okay. Do we want to adjust this? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, here, I'll throw you a little fab. Great. Boom. That's why I like getting on the phone. I like people too. People nice talk on the phone. It's good stuff. But that's what it's about. Hear what the other guy wants. If you don't know what the other guy wants, how can you make a trade with him? I guess you're, there's no other way to communicate that. Everything else is too slow. DVR, what do you think? <laughs> I'm not a phone guy, so I don't know if I could ever really be talked into going that route as my preferred option, but sometimes it's the only way to get a deal done. You get on the phone with me, and you're just like, I'm not trading with you. <laughs> it's like, it's a joke. It's like, I was looking, I was literally looking at Tout Wars, because we play against each other, and I'm like, I could actually use saves. I could use some saves here. And I was like, DVR has saves. I'm like, hey, he's not going to trade with me. It's like, I got to go. I'm going to make another call. Um, all right, here's here's another thing. I, I'd like to hear your take on this, guys, because I have a very unpopular version of this. How do you feel about the extra inning rule? There's been a lot of talk about that on Twitter this past week. DVR, what do you think of the extra inning rule of putting a player on second base to start the 10th? Send it straight back to hell. Nando, what do you think of the extra inning rule to put a player on second base to start the 10th? I think it's amazing, and I love it. And we need more of that. I can't wait for the CBA, this new CBA. I hope they do more stuff like this. I, here comes my very unpopular take, except for my co-host, Nando Defino. I freaking love the extra inning rule. Love it. A lot of really smart people who I respect a lot really don't like it. I love it. I think it's I think it's so much fun. It's so interesting. It brings excitement to the game. You get nine innings, then it's just extra innings. It's like let's let's figure out who's going to win the game. There's nothing worse than a 17 inning game to me. Nothing. 17 innings are no fun. This this the other day the Phillies were up first. They did not score in the 10th. I think they were playing the Braves. They bunt the runner over to third. Girardi walks the next two guys. So all of a sudden you have bases loaded, one out, infield in. The place is going nuts. Isn't that what we want? DVR, why do you want to send it back to hell where it belongs? He just thinks Eno is listening to the show. At what point? I mean, let's, let's just make a new rule. Let's just say you get to start the inning with a clown car on second base. And you can put as many players in the clown car as you want. And if you get the clown car to come around from second and score... If you get seven players in the clown car, you get seven runs. That's stupid. That They're not going to do that. They can't bring the clown car into the field. Come up with a better idea than that. They're not going to bring a clown car. Uh, open the gate in left field, wheel out the clown car for the 10th, and <laughs> cram everybody in there. No, come on. Seriously, you just think it... How about a real... What, what's your real answer to that? You just think that it hurts the integrity of the game? I don't... What I don't like about it is I feel like it puts an unfair amount of pressure on the team that's pitching. And I think if you start the runner at first, you have an opportunity to execute a really good pitch and get a double play and completely flip the inning. So if you got to start a runner on base because you want to speed things up, I can kind of get on board with that concept. But starting the runner at second, I hate how it's a lot of times it's small ball. You know, it's a ball in play that moves the runner over from second to third, sack fly, first run is in. But see, that's why I like it. That's exactly why I like it. Because what is the game now? It's essentially everyone sit around and wait for someone to hit the ball out of the ballpark. It brings it back to 1978 baseball, 1983 baseball, where it's like actually bunting matters, where you do bunt a guy over to third. And and especially in that situation, right? Like you're not going to bunt a guy over in the top of the 10th. It also gives an advantage to the home team, I think. Because they have the opportunity to see if they can if they can get out of that inning, then you do. You make that bunt. You get that run into third. I think it's like really great baseball. It like it makes everything so so exciting. Like I I just I and you know really smart people who I really respect hate it. I get it. I, I like love who? it. 
Jay Jaffe wrote this article basically saying, send it back to hell. I asked Steve about it. I was like, Steve. <laughs> so he said too? That's funny. No, no. I said, basically said that. So I was giving you the same, you know, basically said, send it back to hell. Steve Gardner, I, this was the night and I, the same night. I was like, Steve, what do you think about the extra inning rule? He goes, I don't like it. I hate it. I hate it. And I was like, really? What is wrong with you people? Not that. What does Ariel really Cohen think way. about it? Well, Ariel thinks it's totally fine because whatever ends the game soon enough is really what's best for the game because I want to go home and talk about my softball. Did you know that I pitched nine innings of shutout ball? I went over four, unfortunately. So it really wasn't that great of a game for me because me throwing a shutout isn't a terrible surprise. But me going over four is something that's going to stick with me. What does Sylvester Stallone think about it? That I can't do. Oh, come on. No, I can't do it. I'm not going to do a bad impression. Even the impressions I do, people don't like. Nando. Why do you like it? Because it shortens the game, man. I, like I don't like you said, a seventeen inning game is the worst thing in the world. Like get it over by the tenth inning, people can go home. Pitchers can save their arms. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like why? It's boring. Who wants to watch the thirteenth inning of a baseball game in May? I don't actually. I I, I don't enjoy that. I, I don't enjoy that. But but I I just think I I think it adds so much excitement to it. I really do. I just think it adds so much excitement to the game. No, DVR, the excitement doesn't pay off for you? First base, because then you're incentivizing teams to try and steal second base, which is good. You're forcing some action there. And again, I just think you want to have an opportunity to get out of the inning. Like you make one good pitch and suddenly there's two outs and you can get out you can just get out of it. And that's amazing. Okay, I can I can get on board with that. I can get on board with first base. So let me ask you a question, DVR. You change the rule. We change the rule to first base. So there's a runner on first base. And the inning starts with the runner on first. Do you object to it as much or then you're okay with it? I'm okay with it. Okay. All right. That's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I still like the second base rule, but I, I can see how the first base rule would feel more more fair. But I, I just kinda I, I, I just kinda love that. Fair? Yeah. Who cares about fair, man? It's fun. There's no salary yeah. cap. I mean, a team can spend whatever he wants. Is that fair about baseball? No. No, you know, but here's one thing that would be cool about first base. It would bring Gerard, it would give Gerard Dyson more value. It really would. It would, Billy Hamilton, who didn't play, that 10% chance has not worked out yet, folks. Um, but it would, Billy Hamilton would go right into the game and steal second base. So that would be interesting. Hmm. First base. Okay. You, yeah, you ready for a billion pickoff attempts? Yes, that's for sure. Are you excited? <laughs> no, no, that doesn't excite me terribly, but. But it's true. It, that definitely would happen. I don't know. I, I, I personally really like the new rule. I, I like m- the new rules. I liked the Universal DH very much. I miss it. I wish that I think they probably will bring it back next year. Um, I like the expanded playoffs. And I like the starting in, in the 10th inning. I also kind of, I mean, I guess this makes me like an idiot. I kind of like the seven inning doubleheader rule. I don't I like, like that one. That one I'm not crazy about. I like that rule. DVR, you hate it as much as, as Nando? I don't hate it. <laughs> this is mild. <laughs> Rate this out of 10. Uh, four. I think the seven-inning doubleheader bothers me less than starting the runner on second base and extra innings because I think when you have to make up games, preserving the bullpen and not having... like If it, rain, if it rains in April and you get to make up a game in July and play a doubleheader and that game gets shoehorned into a part of the schedule where you're loaded, I know you get one extra player for the doubleheader, it shouldn't mess up your bullpen for a few days because you had to play two full nine inning games in the same day, right? I also I, I agree, and I also like it because I like that the pitchers then have like an end point, which is we're going to get to seven innings. I, I think the better question to put out there, if, if you're going to change baseball for the long term, better is baseball a better game as a seven inning game? What the little league coach say? The little league coach says that a seven inning game is more exciting than a nine inning game. But I would not like that beyond the doubleheaders because I like nine innings. I like it, you know, if I'm going to pay cheap tickets because I got them on vivid seats, there's a plug for you. Um, if I'm going to pay, we should just point it, out you are not in any way getting. Well, I mean, you're not getting out of code or anything. Yeah, you just keep using it. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just. You, but but if I'm going to pay a lot of money to go to the game, I'd rather have nine innings. But a seven inning game, I just think that it it just it's the same thing. It adds action to the game. I mean, baseball can be boring. If you're watching sometimes. Baseball is very boring. Not is very boring. Can be boring. It not is boring. It's not boring. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful game. But a seven inning game, I, I like that it's like, it's just a, a concentrated experience. It's part of what I like about the 10th inning as well. A seven inning game though, 
most people would never even admit that they like that better than a nine-inning game because you'd be judged. People would say, do you even like baseball? Why do you want the game to be shorter? It's like, well, I want the best players on the field as much as possible. Like, that's that's part of what I want. Because a starter can throw a complete game with seven innings. Like much he more can go often. for that. Yeah, yeah. well, obviously. But, but he will, like, the, you know, or get through six and then bring your closer in. I, I, I enjoy a seven-inning game. I just feel like they tend to be closer games. They, they you know, they're, they're exciting. I like exciting. There was a weird play. I don't know. Did you guys see this in that same Rangers game? Louis Torrens was catching. It was first and third. Jonah Heim was on third. Ground ball to the third baseman. He throws it home. And Torrens thinks it's bases loaded, so he just steps on the plate. Did you see that? I did not. And he was safe. It was it was pretty pretty crazy. Uh, there was another play I wanted to talk about this week that uh, Guriel. Did you see the Guriel throw versus the Astros? It was a line drive to left, and Guriel threw it flat footed. Colette told me. Colette and I. Which, which Guriel? Uh, Lourdes. Oh, nice. In left field, right, and he literally yes. he literally catches it and transfers his weight and throws a bullet on the fly to second to to home uh, to to get the guy out. And and my thinking is the only reason he could make that play was his history at second base because of that transfer. And he did he literally did that. It was like he was turning a double play. It was it was really good. Fernando Tatis has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Breaking no, news. that's according to CBS Sports. What is going on? And according to Lindsey Adler, a few other staff coaches are still pending, per Aaron Boone. No players involved, per Aaron Boone. Hmm. Franklin Barreto having Tommy John surgery. Oh, that's crushing. He's on some teams. Yeah. He's on no team. Well, he is on one team, but he'll... Is that, will he be out for the season then? I think so. That's like a six-month for a position player thing. Yeah, Angels are saying he'll be out 10 to 12 months. Well, <laughs> or or double that, whatever. Well, and maybe he's that. becoming a pitcher. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Nando, you said that all these bad averages and no hitters. What, well, we what can is skip that, that one. I want to get to your trades. You know, no, we're we can do trades the end. Of the of the end. Show, you know, this is the end. No, 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 no not quite. Is it? Oh, first, man. talk about that. I need a second anyway. 30, so Thirty-seven. Minutes, I guess you're about thirty-seven minutes. I just had a theory that all these bad averages that everyone's freaking out about. Uh, it's early in the season, and we always say pitchers are ahead. And then last year, I mean. Pitchers were kind of on a normal. If you wanted to, all these stories about these pitchers going to, you know, their high school field and their coach was catching them and they were doing simulated games and they had the Repsoto and all that stuff. I, I feel like just hitting is such a rhythm thing. Like even when you talked about Ha Seong Kim, it's like the dude's played once. He gets one at bat a day if he's lucky. And then maybe once in a while they'll stick him in at second. But actually, well, I guess now with Tatis out, as long as Kim didn't also get it, that opens up some playing time for him. Maybe, you know, he can bash the ball this week and get his average up. But. You know, pitchers don't need a rhythm. Pitchers can be ahead. They can just do this as very, you know, solo thing. But hitters do. And we always say hitters are behind early in the year. And it's cold and all this and that. And so, I don't know, man. I just feel like people freaking out about these averages. You know, trying to go to the ball, which is probably legit. But all kinds of you know, launch angle and this and that. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's barely May, you know. Still kind of cold out. That's all. Maybe. Yeah. I think that, that there might be some truth to that. I think it's fixable. If not, I mean, what what do you think of the the rule change of of moving the mound back a foot? I don't know, man. I don't care. Like you know, all this stuff is messing with my ability. Like no minor leagues last year. That's like a huge part of how I find breakouts, and it's kind of ruined it for me now. You know what I mean? Like I don't have any numbers to go on from last year. I don't know what people did to the alternate sites. I don't like it. So like, I mean, if you're gonna move something in the game, that's gonna like for football this year, seventeen games. That's gonna screw up my point of reference for so many things now. So I don't like these changes. Just, you know, fix it. Okay. Or adjust to the adjustments, you know? Stop the shift if you want. That Yeah, DVR, stop the shift. What do you say? DVR loves the shift. Just test it out at lower levels first. See if it has any unintended consequences. I think that's the, the main thing. When you start to mess with the game, sometimes you do things accidentally. The secondary effects are, are worse than the problem that you were trying to fix in the first place. And you got to be mindful of that. So if you're going to turn the minor leagues and indie ball into a lab, great. Run it there. But don't just don't try it at the highest possible level unless you've tested it at places where you think you've got a pretty good handle on what's actually going to happen. All right, let's get to the trades. Come on. Things are going well. It's been a good season overall in different leagues that I'm playing in. Um, 
things are going good. GD, GDD in first place right now. TGFBI in first place right now. Um, all Dynasty Leagues doing really well. The one place, and, and ta- uh, Labor took a big jump this week. Really excited. Back in the back in the hunt, trying to beat Larry Schechter. That's all we want to do. We all just want to beat Larry Schechter. Um, but Tout Wars has been tough because lost Eloy and lost Lee Robert. So that's, that's a big, big old jump. So I got on the phone with Scott Pianowski and uh, good guy, to, really good guy. Yeah. We really had a great time talking. I really enjoyed talking with him. And he needed, he didn't get to put his bids in. And that's a little trick. If I see a guy hasn't put in, didn't do anything in fab, like maybe they missed fab. Like they just eight o'clock start. So I'll reach out to that player. And like he didn't have a catcher this week. And I had Andrew Kneiser, who probably wasn't going to play, but it opened the door to a conversation. So I ended up moving. Um, Austin Slater, Mike Fultonewitz, and Austin and Andrew Kneiser for an 87 fab dollars for Kyle Lewis and Julian Merriweather, who I can stick on my injured list. And Lewis is going to help because I need an outfielder. Slater I like, but I just don't think he's going to play now with Talkman. I think with Talkman there, he's really on the small side of Latoon. And in a weekly league like, like Tout Wars, you can't do it. Just can't do it. And he needed another pitcher, so Fulte, it just seemed like a good fit. Um, Merriweather is, you know, somebody who I can stash. And then if he comes back and is the closer, great. And if he's not, I can drop him. But so it's really, really was for Kyle Lewis. DVR, what'd you think? I like that Lewis is striking out less. Seems like a good trade for you. Yep. I liked it. So then I was talking to CJ Kaltenbach, who's also another very nice guy. And I moved Yadiel Hernandez to him for $63 fab. All of a a thousand? Out of a thousand, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine out of a hundred? Well, Yadiel Hernandez is slowing down a little bit in terms of playing time, especially with Soto back now. That's kind of what I was thinking, and that's why I wanted to. Uh, he needed an outfielder, I think, for this week, and so he wanted Yadiel Hernandez. He had a lot of fab, and I was like, "Hey, I always want to take fab, always, always, always in, in Tout Wars." Um, so then that happened, and then I called Justin Mason, um, and this is the trade I'm curious. Let's, let's really take Miguel Andujar out of it because he was just filler. It's I traded Evan Longoria and Gavin Lux for Nate Lowe and Rafael Dolis. It's weird you didn't read the third player on here. Miguel Andujar, but no. he's, he, <laughs> that's like the Ian the Ian player. Nah, he, Justin was like, just take Andujar. I need I need him off my team because of roster stuff, and I had a spot so I could take him. He just got demoted, right? So he'll be dropped by by next week. But really, it's Longoria and Lux for Lowe and Dolis because I had just gotten Merriweather. I figured, all right, well, I'll also take Delise so that if one of these two guys, now watch Jordan Romano is going to be the closer. But um, what do you think? I kind of like all of, well, I like your first two. I'm not sure I like giving up Gavin Lux. I'm a big Gavin Lux fan. Yeah, but he's just not doing it. Yeah, not right now. Yeah, no, he's not doing you know, it Mike right Trout now. Mike Trout hit 210 when he came up the first time. Well, this is the second time, I guess. Yeah, it's the second time. DBR, what do you think? Why did you give up on Lux? I mean, I think, it seems like a pretty fair trade. I could see Longoria slowing down from what he's done so far. Lux, I think, maybe takes I think, longer than we thought, but Nate Lowe looks good. He walks a ton. He has real power. And he, plays he runs. A lot. He plays every day, and he steals bases. He's got four stolen bases already to go along with the seven home runs, his 287 average, and his 377 OBP. How many more steals do you think you're getting from Nate Lowe? I think I'm going to get 15 steals from Nate Lowe this season. You it's think a running team. They're not afraid you're to run. 15 more from him? No, 15 altogether. So 11 more. Yeah. He's got four in his career before this season and four this year. How many is he, how many times have he been caught this year? Zero. This is a very pondersome stall. I think Nate, I think Nate Lowe, he, right now, I, I like ran to CBS. I was like, what is he ranked right now? He's the 33rd ranked player in in fantasy right now right now he is can we make your second guess this can we make you feel bad and call justin and reverse the trade no 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 no. i i like the trade i i i think lux is going to lose playing time i think mckinstry when zach mc what is it mckinstry comes back there's a mckinstry and chris you know once bellinger comes back then chris taylor's going to need to find some places to play i think gavin lux can lose playing time that's what i'm seeing I'm seeing Gavin Lux losing playing time and me selling him at the last possible moment before it's clear that he's just not going to be the guy. That's that's my instinct. That's why I'm curious to hear what you think. 
Well, he might punch his ticket back to AAA for a little while. That's what I'm thinking. And if he goes back to AAA, he ain't helping me at all. Longoria only plays four to five games a week in a full seven-game week. They, they, they rest him. You know, he doesn't play every day. So I'm getting a guy who is going to be in the corner. He's going to, the things I'm missing are home runs and stolen bases. That's what I'm going to get from Nate Lowe. Low, low, Nate Lowe. That's, that was my thinking. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So all, all three of those trades went down within like a two hour, two hour turnaround. It's impressive. Were you just in a mood? It was fun. No, I wanted to make my, I wanted to make my team better. Yeah, but I'm saying like, were you like, all right, let me just go like, like no patience, Ian. Like, let me just go and like bust this up and make some big no. wholesale changes. Let me trade guys who I think are going to be less valuable by this time next week, and who might still have some, you know, who have some time. Still, that that's that was my thinking on it. All right, DVR, we'll did you make any trades? Actually, DVR, grade the trades. Uh, they're all fine. I don't have any. I mean. The Hernandez for Fab makes sense. The playing time drying up. I think I like the Lewis side of the PNL deal. And I think the trade he made with Justin's pretty fair. I think Dolis yeah, is a partial closer. And I like Nate Lowe quite a bit, especially in OBP leagues. I think from Justin's perspective, if Gavin Lux starts to figure it out, great. If he yeah, doesn't, Longoria is not that far below Nate Lowe in terms of expectations. So makes sense. Yeah. Greg Jewett, uh, his closer column today. I think he's, he pointed out like Romano. I got to go back and read it. I know I edited it, but I like, you know, sometimes you're not reading it, reading it. You're just looking for stuff. But he said something like Jordan Romano is almost like locked into the high leverage stuff. So it's it's almost like, you know, so basically, Ian, like you went and you got Merriweather and you got Delise and didn't even worry about Romano, um, which seems like the right move. I mean, Greg Jewett knows closers. You could arguably, Greg Jewett knows closers better than anybody in the fantasy world. Like, that's like his focus. He has a thing he does every day. He's got a coffee and closers newsletter he sends out, which is amazing, which I strongly suggest for everybody. He's made up two metrics of how to track, you know, saves and holds and all this stuff. And like, so he's so into the machinations of bullpens and everything. And him kind of saying, and I, oh man, I should have pulled it up, but it was something like, which I guess I still can, but it's something like Jordan Romano has become the high leverage guy. And like, that's kind of like his role. And it does, it's, I'm reading between the lines. It's unlikely that he's going to be back to the closer. So, Ian, you might have taken two shots at two of the most likely guys to be closers in Toronto with these trades. That was that was kind of the hope. That was the idea. Like you weren't and, you were and, going fearless, like Jordan Romano. No. Well, no. I mean Jordan Romano, maybe. But but what I thought also the thing is that Scott spent four hundred and forty one dollars on Julian Merriweather, and Justin spent two hundred and thirty three dollars on Rafael Dolis. So to take them off of their teams is a good way to good way to think about trades. Like take somebody from them that give them value for what they consider a mistake or something that they regret. That's something I try to do. Like I'll take a guy, I'll, I'll take him, and then they feel good because they feel like they got something for it. You know, which in a way they did. Well, many continue to proliferate Jordan Romano as a potential closer. He remains affixed to the eighth inning or facing his opponent's best hitters in highest leverage spots. Oh, he actually says Tyler Chatwood's a sleeper. There's a good, there's a big under the radar sleeper for everybody. There you go, Tyler Chatwood. I have him in AL Labor. He was my one of my reserve picks, and I would love it if he became the closer. This is a great column every week, man. Like he gets like one of the highest awesome face clicks of the week. Nice, it's good stuff. Anyway, I strongly stuff. suggest everyone read this because there are some names in there. But like, it'll do stuff like that, like point out like. Ian feels good about these trades partially now because Greg Jewett's like, yeah, Romano's like a fix to the eighth inning and these high high profile people. Yeah, I, I just think I, I like the players, both Dolise and and Merriweather. I like Merriweather a lot, actually. When when he was the closer at the beginning of the season, he was just lights out. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I, I did it for Nate Low. Low. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Yeah. No, we'll see. We'll see. But that's why the Rangers, because I got low, I got a Delise everywhere, I've got Gallo everywhere, so it's it's going to be fun to watch. I wonder what Adelise's actual trade, like his trade value is right now. Like again, I operate in a world where he's the greatest thing in the world and I've loved him forever. But like, if someone just approached me on the street, like now in a 12-team league, 15-team league, let's say, like what is his value? He's in 295 with nine home runs and three steals. Like That's insane. 
Yeah, it's really good. What's his OBP? Like 330? No, let's not bring him down on the show. We were just talking no, about No, that's all right. Like, no, I know. That's yeah, messed I, up. I do like him. No, I, please. I've been talking about Adolis. Would you trade him for uh, DVR? Would you trade him for Benintendi in a 5x5? Batting average? Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good starting point. I mean, I pass. Uh, Benintendi's just it's letting me mm-hmm. down. I thought he was a good bounce back candidate this year. Nah. nah. I, I, yeah, I thought he was patience. like Alex Gordon, prime Alex Gordon, he seemed to me. Nope. He's just boring like Alex Gordon. Yeah, he's pre-prime Alex Gordon. It's it's better yeah. than I thought, though. Six steals. I mean, it's, it's six for ten, so you, you wonder if he's not going to get as many green lights going forward. But starting to find the power a little bit. I think there's less of a chance of Benintendi ending up in a part-time role later this season than there is with Garcia. Garcia, I could see playing less you know, come July, come August. He could be a guy that starts three or four games a week instead of starting every day. I think at least Garcia has started every day since April 13th, though. So the playing time has absolutely been there for the last month. But now Chris Davis is back. I really hope they don't mess this up. They won't mess it up. He's going to play. I mean, he sat today. It was his first taking a seat in a long time. He's going to have to struggle. You know, if the league adjusts to him and he struggles, they're going to have to sit him. You know, he just keeps hitting home runs. Like, I think his last home run that he hit was... I don't know, early. But, like, I want to say seven of his nine have been hit after the sixth inning or something crazy like that. And I don't know if that means that he's adjusting to the game as they adjust to him or if it means that he's just teeing off on relievers. I guess we got to wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. But anyway. All right, Ian, where do you want to go next? That's it. I want to go. I got to go. I got I got a thing. I got a thing for the school I got to get ready for. All right, hey, guys, thanks again for adjusting. It was a yeah. mighty kind of you. Sorry the show's out late. Totally my fault. All good, brother. All good. We had a yeah, choice. No we could problem. have done it without you, and we don't do that. By the way, I don't know if we're allowed, like if we should sneak this in here, but there's a way you can get a free year of the athletic uh, by placing a bet at BetMGM. Yeah, we have ads for that. Oh, we do. All right, cool. Never mind then. <laughs> Go get your free year of the athletic. All you got to do is place a ten dollar bet at BetMGM on like anything, and yeah, then use you get the like, code uh, Athletic MLB. Yeah, it's a, you know it's worth it if you want a free year. So anyway, uh, let's get out of here. Thank everyone for listening. Uh, for the man who is going to 1,000% regret the day he offered to make flashcards while on air, Derek Van I already regret it. For the man who dials star 67 every time he calls Steve Gardner, Ian Khan. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm not an Avito. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Bye. Good, good talk. Good talk.